Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell with you. It's 1233 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night's date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Again, we'll get to the full NHL today update at uh, one uh, about one fifteen today, but obviously huge game. Huge game. Coming up tonight, two huge games in the National Hockey League, uh, and we're going to go, that's why we flipped Mark Spector, because he is in Winnipeg. So we flipped Spec with John Shannon, and Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing at Northlands Park this Saturday. Spec, how are you? Well, pretty good, Bobby. Nice hot day in Winnipeg, waiting for a pretty decent hockey game tonight, not starting till 8.30, my friend. Yeah, 7.30 Edmonton time. Uh, is there any way you can encapsulate the spirit and the mood in that community right now, Mark? Well, it's so awesome that I walked in the rink today and Jack Michaels was standing there. It's, that's <laughs> that's not that awesome. He's come all the way from Edmonton just to watch to this his, game. To his favorite city in the entire National Hockey League. That's right. <laughs> Actually, for the fans out there, he's calling this one on Westwood One. Is yeah. that what it's called, Yeah, they, they rotate some of the callers yeah. around, so... If you're, uh, well, you brought it up, but because uh, I wasn't gonna. Uh, anyhow, uh, uh, but uh, no, it's good for Jack. It's good that he's got something to do. You know, one day out of a, a four month span. Just kidding. <laughs> Trust me, we keep it busy enough. Uh, but with all, with all seriousness, though, I mean, for the people in Winnipeg that lost their team and love that community and love that team, which would not be Jack. Uh, could you perhaps shed some light on what it's like for people there? Like, it, this is a, this is an incredibly special moment for the for for them to have a chance to go on to the conference final, which they've never accomplished. Yeah, right. I mean, think about how good people felt in Edmonton last year when, you know, after 10 years out of the playoffs, the Oilers were making a run and were, were giving some joy here into May. Uh, this this city's seen a heck of a lot less success than that city has. I mean, they've never played a game six in round second in round two in the history of the NHL in this city, Bob. Yeah. So every time you think of you know of poor me when you're an Edmontonian, think about being poor me and since the WHA having absolutely no success. That's what's happened here. So for the, for their they're happy. I mean, they're not all thinking about 25 years ago here, but they're they're very happy with a good team that's got a shot. And frankly, a 
team that's got the Preds on the ropes, I think. Yeah, they've been the be- Mark, they've been the better team in the series. And like I picked Nashville out of the West and Tampa Bay out of the East. And uh, you know what? I underestimated how good Winnipeg was. And, and part of it for me is I, I wasn't, you know, Connor Hallowock, how's he going to handle being the number one goaltender in the playoffs for the first time? But one of the things that's happened here for Winnipeg is their forward group has now gotten healthy. And they, they, I think a strong argument can be made. They've got the deepest set of forwards in the National Hockey League. Well, they're deeper, they're for sure. They're deeper than, than uh, Nashville. Think about it. Line A, 44 goals. Connor, Kyle Connor, 31 goals. Uh, Ehler, Ehlers, uh, 29 goals. That was their top three goal scorers this season. Well, before last game, none of them had checked in as goal scorers, really. Line A scored the one goal, late goal, and the 2-1 loss. But this team's getting enough offense, and their top three guys haven't scored a bunch of goals. In fact, Connor scored his first goals last game, and Ehlers hasn't scored yet. So that's how deep they are, Bob. You can just strike off their top three goal scorers. They're still getting enough goals to be in a pretty good position to be moving into round three if they win a game. Well, they did it. The, the perfect way to and nobody felt that way last fall mark but they you know they didn't make a lot of trades they they didn't try to take shortcuts they built through the draft uh, they've got an excellent guy in Craig Heisinger who followed an atypical path and they said hey we got this guy in our own organization who knows players better than some people that we could bring in from the outside maybe we should trust this guy and, and all he's done is you know, build a highly competitive uh, American Hockey League system where they've drafted and developed players quite effectively. And, and so they're sitting there with this super deep team, Mark, and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, it is. And that's what they've done better than the rest of the Western Canadian teams that have flailed a little bit here, uh, clearly, is they have drafted and developed at a better pace, more players. They're, they're, you know, you look at how Stockton's been, look at how Bakersfield's been. Utica hasn't you know, knocked anyone's doors off. This Manitoba team is always good, and it's always filled with guys that are on their way up to play for the Winnipeg Jets. So, you know, it's, it's an oldest story in a book, Bob. Draft and develop, that's how you win. And it's... You know, you got to be in a market where you can have a lousy NHL team for a long time because that's what they've had here. But all of the fruits of those labors now are, you know, they're on the table and all those guys are up here in Winnipeg and all of a sudden this lineup looks mighty sharp. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to watch. And uh, do you think they're going to close it off? Uh, it's funny. I th- Yeah, sure. Okay, I think they will. It's hard to get a read on this series. No team's won two in a row. But Nashville's been chasing it the whole time, yeah. you know. They've been chasing this series since the start. I think it's about time somebody won two in a row, and I think the Jets can do that. And the reason, I think, is that you know, I, they're just winning the, They're winning all the little things. They're, they're getting the support scoring. How do you win the playoffs? You get support scoring. Winnipeg's had support scoring. Uh, let's have any series in the history of hockey, Bob, and my goalie outplays your goalie. I win that series 19 times out of 20, right? Well, Hellebuck's out playing Pekka Rene here. And Rene's playoff numbers are not good. His save percentage is 898. His gold against is 322. That, those aren't third-round numbers, my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, Dustin Bufflin, too, and Tyler Myers have been equal to the top guys for Nashville in this series as well. Well, and that, that top four... For Nashville, that's supposed to be the top best top four in the league, and that's fair. But I'll tell you, Roman Yossi hasn't had a lot to do with this series, you know. 
Uh, he's he's quietly good, but he's a little too quiet. They need some noise out of this guy. They need a little bit of offensive punch. Yeah. P.K. Subban has done his part, in my opinion. Uh, Ekholm just defended well, hasn't helped on the other end. And Ryan Ellis, who usually gives you a little more offense with his game, we're not getting it. So and I would say the last thing, their third pairing gets exploited. As good as their top four is, the third pairing, whether it's Irwin and Emelin or whoever they're playing each night, uh, Winnipeg's depth guys they had the better of that pairing. Well, again, because Winnipeg's sitting there with the depth of forwards that they have, especially once, all due respect to Matt Henricks, but you get Perot in there, and that's at this stage in Matt's career, that's an upgrade on him, and, and that gives you another guy that can score. It was pretty impressive on Saturday night, and I hope for the sake of everybody that's uh, Manitoban, that's in you know the Alberta marketplace that's maybe working here, uh, I, I hope for their sake that they win, because they deserve it. They've been terrific fans for a long time. The organization has built the right way. I mean, when you think about it, and we all know the real story, I mean, David Thompson, the Thompson family is the richest family in this country. Uh, he provided the seed money for the Jets to come back, but the Jets have been run with a very specific style under Mark Chipman, and you know, it's something that you can respect. They haven't frivolously uh, you know, done what with money? I mean, they've they've been fairly prudent, and yes. and they've uh, it's an excellent model to to uh, to watch and learn from. And hopefully, there's some other organizations that do. One general manager, uh, you know, they've had two head coaches since they've been there, uh, and and so that's that. Hey, Spack, we're going to hit on with three other topics here. Elliot uh, Friedman saying the other night uh, that. The word was Glenn Gullison was down to Edmonton and Buffalo on NHL scenarios and uh, and an AHL deal. It is uh, my belief that Gullison's probably going to be making his decision here over the course of the next 48 to 72 hours. Uh, Hypothetically, if the Oilers were to have Glenn Gullison uh, and then uh, Trent Yanni and then possibly uh, a guy that's coached in junior, in the last couple of years. What would you think of that staff uh, moving forward? Oh, veteran. Excellent staff. I mean, if that's who it turns out to be, Glenn Gullitson is one of the, would be one of the highly, maybe overqualified. He's had two different head coaching jobs in the league. Uh, Trent Yanni is an excellent, long-time guy that's, all you got to do is look at that Anaheim defense, the young players and what they've turned into there. You know, the guy under his tutelage. So, you know, there's no holes in Trent Yanni's game as an assistant coach. And I think Tom McClellan's an excellent coach. So let's, you know what, hire those guys and let's stop talking about how coaching's the problem here. And let's look well, who's, at no the players. One's, no, one's, no one's saying that coaching's the problem. They well, fired co- a bunch of them. Well, <laughs> they fired the assistants, so they are saying coaching's the problem, Bob. It was a factor. That's what happens when teams aren't successful. They blame the coaches. I get it. That's no, what no, happened. no, 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 no. Hey, they, wait a sec here. They, they yeah. got eliminated by Anaheim last year in the playoffs and traded Jordan Eberle and bought out Benoit Pouliot. Is that not is that not putting the focus on the players as well? Well, things went. Uh, yeah, but let's let's uh, let me put it this way. They had success last year. They didn't make those moves with Eberle and Pouliot because they. We're looking for a scapegoat. There were no scapegoats. It was a well, good well, team. Well, Mark, if, if if Jordan Everly had scored six goals in the playoffs instead of none, do you think that he would have been traded? Uh, that's a hard to say. There, it was a salary dump trade. I don't think for a second if he you had know? had a successful playoff run uh, that he would have been moved at this time. Okay, well, that's he might fair. have been moved this year, 
But I don't think he would like he might have been moved this summer, but not last. And as for Pouliot, I don't think he would have been bought out if he'd scored again. Well, if he was a good player, you'd have kept him, but he wasn't, so you didn't, right? Well, and and you didn't keep him because he wasn't a good player. And then he went to Buffalo, and what was he there? Oh yeah, not a good player. Actually, Mark, not a good player. Mark, he produced on the level commensurate with what he was paid. In Buffalo, so at four and a half. Well, yeah. No, he was paid a million. million He's paid a million bucks. I know. So he totally underachieved, and you got rid of him. No kidding. All right. Anyhow, let's circle back. The point is, I I think that if if that's your coaching staff, Bob, you know that is ample experience and intelligence and uh, quality as a coaching staff. I don't know who in their right mind would have thought that the coaching staff would have remained the same in a year in which the Edmonton Oilers were the biggest underachievers in the National Hockey League. The power play finished 31st and the penalty killing had to be taken over by the head coach and finished 26. Like, there's nobody out there. No, that's fair. That's right? fair. Like, that's, that's fair, when changes happen. You know You know what? Like, that's kind of how it works. All right, Mark, let's get to yeah. some quick hitters on some other fronts here. Uh, what's your thought process on guys celebrating after goals? Do you care? I, you know, I'm of the mind that, uh, no, I don't care. You score a goal, you get to celebrate. I think that the hockey, in my opinion, is, a, some, is sometimes, not always, but sometimes a worse place for the fact that no one, no player ever wants to stand out. You know, there's okay. no, no one wants to be, have a spotlight shone on them. It's all about the team all the time. The parts of that I like, but it can get a little boring. Okay, so well, I mean, I look at Kuznetsov. If he goes, if he gets the winner tonight for Washington, and they eliminate Pittsburgh, and he does a little bit of a you know um, the wing flap thing, I'm more comfortable with that, I guess. But he flaps his wings. Big deal. What's the harm in that? Okay, fair enough. What is the harm in it? Do you is there something wrong here that I'm missing? uh, I just I just think it's a little bit self indulgent, frankly. So, but that, well, how but is that more self-indulgent than what an NFL player does when he scores a touchdown? Well, they finally opened it up for NFL players. Remember, they had it. They had it. I mean, when you had Terrell Owens racing to uh, midfield in uh, in Texas yeah. Stadium and, and sitting there and spiking the star, you know, you're you're bringing some stuff on. Or you had. I mean, I remember you had. The, you could always tell the loser guys in the CFL because they were knocking off the guys in the, the NFL trying to sign uh, uh, sign. Uh, right. Touch, you know, footballs after touchdowns. And the the, the one time with the CFL, he intercepted the ball, returned it for a touchdown. It actually got called back because of pass interference. I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I think if you score, act like you score before. But that's okay. There's nothing. It doesn't mean that I'm right on this issue. Mark, uh, have, you, uh, have you gone up to a guy lately when you've been playing men's hockey and licked him across the face? <laughs> no, not lately, Bob. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, like I, you know, I can remember playing the faculty Saint Jean at uh, the U of A when I was uh, uh, playing. Uh, my friends were Fijis, and so once in a while I played on their team. And this guy decided to blow me kisses on the ice after an empty net goal. And in oh a, dear! Yeah, and of course he wasn't very smart because there was still over two minutes left in the game, and he ended up back on the ice. 
Yeah, there you go. So that, these are, you know, what the licking thing. Here, here's what I gathered, and, and I didn't. You know, I could have told you it would be like this, but watching Bruce Cassidy, watching his teammates, nobody in that Boston organization had Marshawn's back on this one. Nobody thought they liked they they liked the picture of a guy wearing that spoke B licking people. It was a bad. It reflects poorly on everybody in Boston. A proud original six, good organization. That wasn't going to last. Marshawn's on an island on this one. No one thinks it's a good idea but him. All right, Mark. uh, Vegas winning. Unbelievable. Nobody saw it happen. Is it similar to maybe Leicester winning the Premier League, in your opinion? (laughs) Uh, No, it's not in terms of... The NHL set Vegas up to do this. You know, there's. Really? I'll put it around on you. Is it embarrassing for the NHL if Vegas goes to the Stanley Cup final? That's a good. You know what? That's us people. Texas at six thirty, six thirty. They deserve to go if they go. Well, how would it be embarrassing? Well, they deserve to go. But like, what about the? You know, what about the dummy that gave up Marchessault and Smith? Dale right? Tal- Dale Talon, the guy who moved away from the, the analytics and decided to give two of his smaller skilled right. guys. I, I mean, he's a really good GM and a smart, smart guy. You just call him look, a dummy. You can't have it. Both. But he doesn't look too smart when you look at what Vegas is doing. What about the people that you know the the people that fired Gerard Gallant because he couldn't coach? Oh what? yeah, he's the coach of the year. What about all the different players that are, have come together? What about Columbus? Jarmo Kekalainen is one of the smart guys in hockey. He had William Carlson. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people with red faces when they watch that Vegas team play. That's just the way it is. So uh, is it embarrassing to the NHL, do you think? I think in, in many ways, I think it's a little embarrassing that you could just have an expansion team, draft a bunch of castaways, and win the league, you damn right. I think it's embarrassing they, but for the they, league. Uh, well, I mean, you said something. You said they were set up to succeed, but you're saying they were given castaways. Well, like, they were given castaways. They were given everybody's, you know, whatever the I've, seventh, you know, seventh through twelfth best players, right? Right. Like, how does that team win? The like, how does that team be as good as it well, has? Well, number one, it's Pittsburgh they, had to make a choice in goals. So where do you start from? They got themselves a good goaltender. That's yeah, okay. number one. Number, I get that, and, and that's that's nobody's fault. Number two, they they selected players or acquired players that could play a fast, skilled game up front. They basically have eight top six forwards. They do, and other teams okay. other teams took a depth loss. Florida took a depth loss. Minnesota, Minnesota lost two guys. Alex Tuck is going to be a stud in the future. And right. Eric Halla is no worse than a great third-line center. And this year looks like an excellent second-line center. I, and, and then, you know, the other thing is, Gallant, I mean, you've got everybody engaged, right? That's the beauty of that situation. When you have all these players that get let go, Mark, everybody's going to buy in from the get-go with the coach because the coach was let go. The general manager was let go. Everybody was let go. So they were all on board. They all committed. And then the coach placed an emphasis on practicing and working hard and being, the other thing is, positivity. You talk to the guys there, they positively reinforce from day one. And that's how, Mark, we've been talking about this for years. That's how you get through to today's generation. So, well, sure. There's some other things they don't have, right? They don't have any bad contracts. I, 
Well, they're, you know? they're going to get out of a bunch of them because they took some contracts on to take some, get some additional picks and that sort right, of thing. Right, but I mean, they don't have Louis Erickson that they have to play that they wish they didn't, or you're, you know, they don't have a guy that's hanging around that's that's a negative influence because he's getting paid way too much and they got to play him. They don't have that guy. Yep. They don't have the the first draft pick that their GM made that that isn't very good. But you know, you kind of got to keep him and play him because your GM drafted the guy. They don't have that guy. Uh, you know, they don't have any rookies, right? They don't have any rookies. So, you know, it's, it's the perfect storm. I get how, how Bettman and Daly and those guys decided we got to give, they're paying $500 million. We got to give them a chance here to be good. We have to establish in Vegas right away. If they suck for the first five years, that market might not survive it. I get all that. But they probably bent too far in the other direction. And now you've got a, a team that in some ways, not in a lot of ways, but in some ways has advantages. Right? They've got advantages over other clubs. Uh, and it's poor, it's it's bearing out pretty good, Bob. Mark you know, and this hockey. Team's go to the cup. Mark, maybe. when we used to, when we used to skate all those years ago, there was a saying: you're only and we'd play five on five. You're only as good as your worst player. Their worst players are way better than several yeah. other organizations. That's it, because uh, right? they've got a bunch of second-line guys and third-line guys. They, got they don't a have fourth-line player on that They team, don't right? have fourth-line. they got a bunch of second- and third-liners, and they're not sitting there with guys that, that can barely play, and, the, and, and, the, and they have greater depth, so they have the option of 15 forwards, not 11. Right. Right? So depth wins. Depth right. is how you win, and they got depth. When your best player, when your best forward's only playing 19 to 20 minutes a game, maybe 21 or 22 if it's a McDavid, Right, but your worst forward's capable of playing twelve. It's a whole different scenario. I, I applaud them for what they've accomplished. So you, you you don't think it's actually that big of a Cinderella story then? Well, I mean, once you once you look inside it, I can see why they're winning. Uh, don't don't paint me as a guy who saw this coming. Don't paint me as a guy no, who no, predicted no. it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I predicted this. I've been wrong on them like everyone else. But as you look at how it unfolds and you look at their team and you know why were the Van- why were the Vancouver Canucks good for a while and then they fell apart this year because they got a bunch of injuries and they had no depth. Well, guess what? Pittsburgh or Vegas has all kinds of depth because that's what the draft allowed them to stock their lineup with second and third round, uh, line guys. So that's a distinct advantage. You know, then they got the goalie, of course, in um, Flurry, who's a Stanley Cup caliber goalie, and uh, Bob's your uncle, man. Here they go. They they beat San Jose for fun. They were better. I watched every game in that series. San Jose wasn't close in that series. It barely was a contest, Bob. Mark, halfway through the second game against L.A., because I picked the Kings, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this, this, this is not good. <laughs> hey, Spec, enjoy it tonight, uh, and hopefully you're back at Edmonton on Thursday. Yeah, we are uh, got an early flight home or an early flight to Nashville, one of the two tomorrow, Bob. Peter Patter, get at her. All right, thanks, bud. That's Mark Spector from NHL Hockey on Rogers and Sportsnet.ca senior columnist. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing at Northlands this Saturday. Hey, I lied. We are going to do a little bit of open line time, but our old friend Hacks with Hags, Joe Haggerty, we're going to talk about Lickgate out of Boston coming up at 105. We're going to take a quick timeout right now. This is Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 12.58 in Edmonton, Texas at 630, 630 on our Westlock 4 text line. Tyler has texted the show to say, Bob, why didn't you just say it earlier? Twitter sucks. See, I actually don't think Twitter does suck, Tyler. I've only blocked about 20 people. And it's when they put together a combination of immature and infantile swear words, or it's a porn bot. Those are the Twitter accounts that I tend to block. Uh, you're allowed to have a difference of opinion of me. This other text comes in from Cactus Jack. He says, Bob, you're, and he's making fun of the spelling of your, an idiot. Yak would be lighting it up right now with the Oilers would be in round number two if he was playing with Connor, spelled with an E, not an O. Incorrect spelling again. Once again, you're covering up for low, and he didn't have an E on it, and cats, as in cats, C-A-T-Z. So he's making fun of the uh, Twitter folks out there as well. Roll Tide adds the text at the end. Uh, we've got an Oilers Now road trip to Europe this fall. In fact, I think it's almost sold out. We're probably going to have to change the uh, the lineage and the lineage on this moving forward here. But uh, I think we're down our final two spots. Sweden and Germany coming up in October. It's going to be a kicker. Your new West travel package includes flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. Book now for the Oilers Now hockey road trip to Sweden and Germany. Visit newwesttravel.com. 780-432-7446. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, our old friend Hacks with Hags, Joe Haggerty. Hey, it was a great year in Boston. And it's not what the heck happened happen to the Bruins. It was a great year for the Bruins. We'll talk about that when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.